What's up, guys? My name is Andrew Diaz, and I am the host of My Parents' Office Podcast. We're here in the office with my good friend, Phoenix Jack. What's going on, Phoenix? Not much. I'm really happy to be here, and uh, let's just get right into this interview. I'm excited. All right, that's good to hear. Uh, so how's work today? I know you're working at Geisler's cutting some meat. Oh, so it was busy. Busy Sunday. Um, <laughs> got a lot of, we have a lot of gross stuff there, like, I hate when people ask me to cut olive loaf. I feel like that shit's just, like, nasty. Is that's just, like, bologna with olives in it, right? It's, I don't even know. I think it's, like, <laughs> eyeballs and, like, random, like, stuff from the, whatever they're cu- using. So it's, like, the hot dog excess. Like, yeah, like, yeah. it might, may or may not be human meat. I don't know. That's gross. But, uh, so, let's talk a little bit about your song, uh, Watch Hill. Um, yep. That was the first song you released. Um, I remember you telling me you originally had a beat that you had picked out before then yeah like a day yeah. like one day and then the next day you went to record and that beat had gotten yeah it had gotten purchased right yeah so, so so what was the story behind that like do you do you wish you had had that beat like do you think the song would have fit better with that beat or? no actually it was kind of the stars kind of aligned because i actually had just had lunch well, the day i recorded watch show i had lunch with my buddy zach yep um and you know i was feeling like super inspired just like trying to like get my like thoughts uh, onto a song because mm-hmm. I, I try to write music every night and um i was i was at home i found this new producer i was really rocking with the beat i did the i recorded the whole song or i didn't record but i wrote the whole song in like 45 30 minutes and i was like really rocking with it and then like not even two days later i go to record it um at my buddy zach's house and we're trying we're we had just recorded the whole song it was all done um we were about to send it to the engineer and we just had to buy the beat and I go in and I had checked beforehand to make sure it was like ready to go and yep. you know in case we wanted to switch something up or pick a different beat um, we could do that we, we used the beat and as soon as we went to buy it it just wasn't showing up and we're like oh shit so we now, found not having that beat did that change anything that you wrote like did you have to switch around some words or like some uh, verses? Lyrically wise, no. Um, it the beat that we chose was a bit uh, faster than the first beat. Okay. Um, which I think like helped the song honestly because I think it's a good like upbeat song. I, yeah. I couldn't really picture it being like a slower pace. No, I mean, and the the tempo was a bit. It wasn't like a drastic change or anything, but um, the like the real purpose of the song. It's more of like a like a beach kind of bop like that you can just kind of listen to on the beach or yeah. it's like a summertime song you know and fast paced and um, like bright and vibrant really sells in terms of that style of music so I think that um, it was actually a blessing in disguise like I was just like I had this other beat tabled like in case something didn't work out and it turned out like I played it for Zach and he was like that's it and we recorded it we redid it it was like I already knew what I was gonna do so it was like fifteen minutes of recording. Mm-hmm. And we just busted it out, and it sounded so much better. And we were like, that was like, and that was like my first time recording anything, like really, um, like a whole setup and everything. And I was just like, wow, like that was, that like was meant to be, you know, like that was cool. Um, but yeah, I was, I was actually, it felt like a blessing to have that actually happen to me because I feel like the song wouldn't have did what it did. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the beat fits it really perfect. Um, yeah, on it. Yeah. Um, so you said it took you like 30 to 45 minutes to write the song. Yeah. Now, like throughout the day, will you like just think of stuff and like table it in your notes? Kind of just like, yeah, yeah, actually a lot of the time. So then did you like just go back and kind of like put stuff together, like fix it together, like where you think it would work out? Like, cause that's a, that seems a quick time to write the song. Yeah. So 
I mean, I draw a lot of inspiration just from listening to other artists, like, not in terms of, like, lyrically more more so, but I would say... Like stylistic? Stylistically, like, almost um, tone-wise and in the message of my lyrics, I try to... Like, a lot of... I mean, it's you can't really write a song about something that hasn't been talked about nowadays. Every, You're a big I mean, Frank Ocean guy, right? I'm a huge Frank Ocean uh, guy. Like, I love the storytelling, and actually, Watch Hill is heavily inspired by... It's not. It's one of his, like, less, like, deep songs, but Slide with uh, Calvin Harris, Frank Ocean, The Weekend. Oh, yeah, weekend, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that uh, song's Migos. awesome. That song's awesome. Yeah, but, um, yeah, so that was really something that I drew a lot of inspiration from, and, you know, I was in quarantine, everyone was down, and I was like, you know what, I need to get back into some Frank Ocean, so... Yeah. And I was like, all right, it's summertime now, like, I, I really like this song, I like the message, and, and the message isn't anything like uh slide um but i uh i really tried to emulate that kind of style with it lyrically wise it's totally different though gotcha yeah uh you kind of get that vibe from like watch hill and slide like it's just an upbeat like a summer song yeah yeah you can play at the beach play at like a party or something yeah that that's kind of what it was meant to me be because um i mean i like to write a lot of like deeper stuff like um like Frank is like a huge inspiration for me. Like Juice World, um, those guys like are different as far as I'm concerned as like any other artist because they're they don't really care about like the stereotypes and the norms of within their genres. Like they will yep. just totally cross barriers, break boundaries, and that's something I think is really admirable for like anybody trying to do music not to just stick to a certain sh- like shtick or scheme within like their writing styles. I think it's important that artists are free like feel free to go out of their comfort zone you know that's yeah. kind of what i want to do i can't agree with you on frank ocean like, I'm, like I, I can <laughs> I agree know. like he's a deeper guy but like i'm not a frank ocean fan yeah um, I, I just i can never get into his well music. you liked uh i showed you nights the beat switch that one was cool but like other than that like i tried listening to him a couple times yeah and it was just never just never got into it yeah i was frank, like frank is like the goat at B-Switches. Like, I would rank him above Travis Scott. Really? I know that's controversial, but, like, tell me, like, Knights and Pyramids aren't, like, two of, like, the best B-Switches you've ever heard in your life. Like, that's... That song... Those two songs are just, like... They don't even have a genre. Like, it's just, like... There's, like, R&B, hip-hop, but it's, like, just Frank Ocean. Like, there's no... Yeah, he just kind of falls in between or can yeah. dabble in, like, a little bit of everything, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, it's impressive. I mean... I respect him for, like, his music. I'm just not a fan of it. Yeah, that's no. Just, that's okay. Like, Juice World. I like Juice World. I don't like him yeah. to, like, the deep extent of it. I just, like, listening to his music. So, yeah. like, uh, like, how'd you get into, like, those guys? Were you, like, fans of them in high school, or? Well, actually, uh, first with Frank, I actually didn't like Frank at first. Like, I didn't. Oh, so it took a little convincing, kind yeah, of. Yeah. Like, well, a, a little bit over time. Like, my friends, shout out Vicky, shout out Joey, they uh, they tried to play Frank for me, and I would just be like, I'm not really feeling this. And then, I feel like with, like, every artist that, like, everyone tends kind of to start to listen to, yeah. they find, like, that one song, and yeah. for me, it was Nike's by yeah. Frank, and, um... That kind of was just like, all right, this guy, I need to, I need to give him a chance. And then that I, was the first Frank Ocean song I listened to. Nike's? And I never got into it. I was like, really? I don't like this. Well, I was like, this is this is just... Because it was like kind of... Sl- it's kind of slow. I'm like... Yeah. This is all right. Like, yeah. Well, I was actually... Funny funny thing, actually. I didn't actually just listen to the song. I was chilling with uh, Jason DeGerly and my boy uh, Tom Sampson. 
and they were like, "You gotta, look, we gotta watch this music video right now." Yeah. And it was Nike's, and I was just like captivated by like the styling and just the lyrics and everything. It was just like, yeah. "Whoa!" Like I gotta start listening. I so like I think it was the day after I just listened to his entire music catalog, and I was like, "This guy is insane!" Like that's pretty cool. Now back on the theme of Watch Hill. Whose car are you using? And like the in like I call it like your promo video. Yeah, I, that car is sick. Like, I got a lot right in of, front of the sunflower patch. Like, yeah, it's it's so, it's so dope. Like so, whose yeah. car is that? So uh, I got a lot of comments about this too, but um, the car is actually my buddy Tom Sampson's uh, father's car. I believe it's a 67, 67 Mustang. Okay, convertible. cool, cool. It, it is. I saw the car and I was like, someday. That's going to be in something. I don't know what it's going to be a music video or I'm just going to own a car like that. But yeah. like, um, that's another reason why I like that car too is like, I'm a big manifester. I believe like if you think about something every day or you keep reminding your, yourself about something, like it just makes the, whatever you're manifesting seem more attainable. It's like just setting goals. Like, yeah, like exactly. To, Working. Like trying to accomplish those goals. Yeah, exactly. So and that car was just like absolutely insane. Thank you, Tom. If you're listening to this, I'm sure you will be. But uh, for the car, that thing was sick. Um, yeah, that th- that car is insane. I was super happy to get to use that. Yeah, that was sick. And that's right in front of the Sunflower Patch, like when you're pulling into like downtown Ellington, right? Yeah, that's uh, okay. that's the Oak Ridge. So shout out Oak Ridge. Now, did they let you use it, or did you just show I up? I just showed just up. Like, I'm yeah. shooting this. I, like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, I'm shooting yeah. this. This is. No one's going to tell me I can't. Yeah, and I felt like such a clown because it was like, it's right on like one of the busiest intersections in Ellington. Yeah, every time I go through Ellington, like I always pass by it. Yeah, like, yeah, and I was getting like a bunch of people looking at me and I was just like, you know what, screw it, like I'm I'm vibing right now. You're having fun, you're yeah, doing what you fun, love, so what like, like do. no, don't let anybody take that away. Yeah, yeah. So, I was going to ask like who your biggest inspirations were like for music wise, so we'd already talked like Frank and Juice, is there anybody else? Um, you really try to like model your music yeah after. i'm a big uh weekend guy i love okay, the weekend yeah. i think he's super cool um well that's so when you sent us watch hill sent me watch hill yeah the first time i was with paul paul was down here yeah and we were driving out to yukon i think we we're gonna go get like insomnia cookies or something oh man and you sent it to us and we listened to it there and we were like this kind of sounds like a weekend song yeah. like it's got like that type of vibe to it yeah so we were we were like damn this is like good <laughs> we, were like, we were like skeptical like a little bit skeptical about it at yeah. first because it's like you don't want to you don't want to tell your boy like it's bad yeah but so but no we were like legit we were like damn this is pretty good yeah this is, like, this is pretty good honestly all like all the credit for not like all the credit but um a big key factor and like the sound and everything was uh my mixer luke my engineer he is i don't care what anybody says he's the best engineer on the east coast right now okay like where's he at you said worcester lowell yeah worcester um in mass he he works with a bunch of big guys um zach who's gonna be on the show yep. he he works with him he zach actually put me on the luke and Word. he i I'm, i can't speak enough to how good he is and how talented he is but um if you're this is for anybody watching this who want who's thinking about doing music if you're starting out and you need to find a mixer and you're like for real you want to go at this Talk to Luke uh, at thanks Luke T H X L U K E on Instagram. Send him a DM. He is by far the best mixer you're gonna find on the East Coast. He's in LA right now. Like, go go hit him up. But he 
he has really cool tricks up his sleeve like um watch hill definitely i got a lot of weekend like feedback from that like people said uh it was kind of weekend similar um uh yeah i would i would i would agree with that honestly like some of the stuff that he did for that song um definitely fits into that kind of yeah that kind of scheme now what was the process like getting with a mixer so how did that work like when you guys first got together to like work on music well when i actually first got together with him um it was way after watch hill it was actually probably about a month ago Oh, for Honestly, real? Yeah. So you were just like I was just sending you would him, record I would, stuff, yeah. send it to him. And yeah. Would you get more feedback, or was he working on stuff for you? Uh, well, he no, he was he was working on stuff for me, and um, we would talk like pretty much a couple times a week. Like we would just talk about not even just music but life, and um, he would give me like good feedback on it. And actually, with Hibiscus, the song dropping uh, this coming Friday. Yep. yep. Um, I actually had to record that whole thing and send it to him, and. He was just like, I don't like it. Like, I think it can be a lot better. And I went to his place like about a month ago, re-recorded it, and sounded you said good. the first time you recorded it, you just kind of weren't feeling it. No. Like, I, like, the way you recorded it, it sounded like you were just kind of out of it. Like, weren't really feeling the lyrics and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy. Like, um, really, like, any artist, like, if they're not passionate about, like, what they're talking about, what they're singing about, what they're rapping about, whatever it is, it really comes through. Like when you're yeah. listening to a song, like you can just tell if somebody's. It not comes through anything, like podcasts, and like if somebody's monotone, like if they're really not, yeah, getting into it, like they're not bringing energy. Like you can hear it. Same with music, like yeah, you see somebody live and they're not bringing the energy. Like acting, it's, everything. It's, it's yeah. yeah, anything people are doing where like you have to be emotional and you have to be passionate about. It, you will see it and you will hear it too. It's really you may yeah. not notice it right away, but like you're gonna notice it down the line. Like this person. Yeah. doesn't want to be here this person doesn't want to be doing what they're doing right now yeah and like i'm at the stage right now where like i'm not trying to do any part of my music half-assed um so i'm just like i'm open to all feedback that i get from my peers and people who um rock with me and people that you know support the music and they like i really listen to them and both zach and both luke told me that it could be better and i re-recorded it and it sounded a lot better totally different tone from the first take um but yeah the whole mixing thing um, that really kind of opened my eyes to how big this could be. Um, and yeah, like that, like Luke, talk to Luke. <laughs> That's all I got to say. It's good to have people in your corner like that. Like that'll, yeah, that'll sure. push you to make sure like they, like they know what your standard is and they yep. know if you're not working up to that standard, they'll, they'll push you and they'll tell you, like, they'll let you know yeah. and make sure that you're working like your hardest. Yep. So Hibiscus is dropping. November 30th, so this Friday, actually. Um, what was the inspiration around that song? Like, what got, like, what made you start writing that? It was actually kind of weird. Um, I, I was, I, when I write lyrics, I kind of, like, freestyle to an extent. Yeah. And I, like, think of, like, bars and, like, lyrics that have, like, gone through my head. So it's, like, really, like, freestyling mixed with a little bit of written. I think that's, like, how a lot of people do it. But, um... I was listening to this beat, and, like, the profile, or, like, like, the icon for, like, the beat was a hibiscus flower. Okay. So I was like, okay, this is kind of cool. And, um, so I was, I was singing it, and singing it, and I got kind of, like, a little bit of a chorus down, and I was like, okay, like, sweet tea, baby, or hibiscus, I was like, okay, I could do something with that, it's catchy, it's kind of, like, you know, I don't know what to say, but it's, it's got, like, yeah, a, like got, it got your attention. Yeah, it has, like, like, a theme, it's different. Yeah, yeah. And then I was... At, uh, I was in Watch Hill, funny enough, 
and we're I was hanging with a bunch of bunch of my buddies, a bunch of Jason's friends. Uh, I was chilling with Sam, Jason, yep. uh, Christian, a couple of those guys, and um, we were just freestyling. And I just ended up freestyling the whole song. And I was like, hey. And people were like, is that written? And I was like, partially, but like just the chorus. And they were like, you should drop that. And I was like, maybe. So I like tried my hardest to remember everything I did. Um, and I, I remembered most of it. And I ad- even added a little bit in there. But um, really, Hibiscus is pretty much, for all, all intents and purposes, a freestyle. That's awesome. So like, that's kind of been in the works for like a while now like you've had it kind of written down like yeah it actually i started i wrote i started i think i wrote that chorus in i want to say april or may oh wow wow okay. yeah and i went to this uh place went to watch hill probably when i freestyled that like month and a half ago two months ago nice but um, yeah that's awesome so like what was the process like with your engineer about that like how did he yeah, so, how did he adapt to that? So yeah, that was um, when uh, it's to because it's a totally different switch up from Watch Hill. Yeah, it's definitely. A bit, the lyrics are a bit darker, um, and like that kind of thing. But literally, like I went to his, I went to his place to re-record it, and he was like, the tone is a little bit too bright for what mm. the message you're trying to convey, and um, so I kind of switched the tone, did it a bit darker. And he literally, like, drew the best out of what I could do. So props to him for that. Like, without without any of that feedback, the song wouldn't be what it is and what it's going to be. Um, but, yeah, the, the whole mixing thing, we put some cool filters on it. We did a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I don't like to be too auto-tuned, like, because not and to you, sound... you lose the feel of, like, yeah. what, of, like... Individualism. You lose how natural yeah, you like, the music's sound. actually going to be. Yeah, and... Um, I mean, not to be narcissistic, but, like, I know I, I have a good voice, I know I can sing, um, so I, like, I've always been kind of hesitant to lean towards autotune, but also, like, everybody in the industry, whether you like it or not, uses autotune, like, whether it's, like, country singers, whether it's, like, the most, like, what, like, Beyonce, Alicia Keys, like, all these... Everybody's using it, it's just a matter to yeah. what extent they're what using extent, it, where it's, how like, they're using it, like, if pitch- you see them live, that it's... Yeah. Because, like, I've seen, I saw OAR live a couple of years ago, the band, and sounded, like, straight off their album. Like, they were legit, like, yeah. that was an awesome concert, but, like, you hear some people, and it's like... Yeah, like Travis Scott. Yeah, like, that, I mean, that's all, like... Yeah, and I, I, I really admire Travis Scott. I think he's done something with autotune similar to what T-Pain did to make it yep. part of their art, and I think it's cool to do that. Yeah, T-Pain was really, like, the first guy that yeah, kind of Yeah, he revolutionized, like, the stuff like, like, the autotune yeah. stuff like that. But, um... I think, and even with older music, like, I get in this battle with my dad all the time about how older music is also auto-tuned. You just... No, is he, like, an 80s or a 90s guy? He... he, Well, he's big into Pearl Jam. Oh, so he's grunge, so, like, Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Alice in Chains. So that kind of feel like audio slave stuff, bands like that. And he's like, there's no way this is auto-tuned, and I'm like... It's auto-tuned. Like, everyone used pitch Like It may not be (laughs) auto-tuned a lot, but it still is. It is. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, back to like your parents, like that type of music. So, like, when did you really start listening to music? Who was like the first person you heard? Because like, you always hear like your parents' CD in their car or something. Like, what was the CD you heard when you were a kid? Uh, Whether you were with like your mom or your dad, like, what was that? Uh, it was Beatles. Um, okay. I, the one of the first things I learned how to do when I was a kid 
was go to the little uh, CD player we had and know I knew how to play Octopus's Garden. Okay. On the thing, I knew what button to push and everything. So yeah. I was raised on the Beatles, and my grandfather introduced me to all that like sixties, like oldies. Okay. And then my uncle Sove uh, really introduced me to Queen, and I I think Freddie Mercury is probably the greatest performer of all time, okay. in my opinion. So um, those two, just those two entities in music, the Beatles and Queen, two of the most iconic bands, if not the most iconic bands of all time and those and for that reason part of the reason why i mean my parents didn't like watch hill they did like they liked it but some of the lyrics in there yeah they didn't really weren't too keen of right right know? right right yeah like when i was saying like watch me around them pills i got a little bit of a little bit of feedback from my mom let's say from some family members yeah too, i imagine and just to be clear to anybody who knows me or anything like that i don't do pills it is <laughs> it is a different kind of that actually that line is kind of referencing like how love can kind of be addicting like a drug okay um, you know i like that's one of the themes of the song is that like addiction and love are kind of corresponding like yeah. there's a lot of similar similarities well, it's good to clear but, that up, though. Good yeah, day. and um, kind of on that same note, like, there's a bit of a double standard in that aspect. Like, like honestly, like, heartbreak can hurt people more than addiction ever can because it's literally, like, you're getting withdrawals from the person, you know? Yep, yep. So, I mean, any kind of, like, young love, heartbreak, all that stuff, addiction, it all is kind of in the same mental category. Gotcha, okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense, uh... I mean, I didn't even know, like, there was that, like, big meaning really behind Watch Hill and a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, like, I know. Like, once you really look deeper into the lyrics, are there any other lyrics in there like that? Um, well, yeah, in the beginning, the verse, the first chorus, um, or not the first chorus, the first Sunrise verse, on my face. Yeah, that's kind of like a reference to not wanting to wake up, kind of being in party mode, like, okay. watching around them pills, uh, don't let me get in my feels, like, all that stuff. It's kind of a reference to how, like, like you're kind of just going at it again like every single night you're just doing the same thing to no avail like you're getting tired of it you're you're sick of it but you got to do it because you're you're fiending for that kind of absolutely party life but um and then in the first verse um one of the lines that i was more proud of writing was uh was, was about striped polos um and i think that is kind of a kind of a shout out not really a shout out but kind of to check privilege honestly basically like when i was talking about striped polos and um i was talking about moving out to la talking about soho now that's still a plan for you right you're gonna eventually move out to la for either a short stint depending on, like yeah. how, how things go out there it's gonna happen yeah i mean ideally like for what the kind of music i'm trying to write and where what, what like I need to be surrounded by and the energy I need to focus on. All of that, I feel like, is in L.A. And I know, like, nobody just goes to L.A. and becomes, like, a fucking star or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm actually planning later or early next year to go out there with a bunch of bunch of people, like um, Zach, Luke, everyone, Mike from my marketing agency, like, a whole bunch of people. And um, we're going to go out there, hopefully, for maybe like a month or so, but we're just kind of basically focusing on just straight content creation. So pretty much just grind out there, try to like network yourself, yeah, and make like, some connections out there. Yeah, and like another thing with that verse too, especially like, 
like it feels like a lot of times like with what everyone does like coming out of high school they all go to college and shit like i don't really like i wanted to go to college but mm-hmm. and honestly that's one thing covid did was force me not to go to college really yeah um at least that's kind of what it felt like at least yeah and it kind of made me real about reevaluate what i wanted to do and i realized that music was like something i always was passionate about and um that's really the start of all of this but um yeah i mean and going back to like how everybody kind of goes on their own path um i feel like especially where i am right now in the in connecticut and even in the east coast yeah it's like hard to really start doing music like mm-hmm. in a place like LA or Houston or Chicago or New York that's that's a legitimate route people take yeah and that's a big it's a big market type even if yeah. you're like looking at even say like Houston New Orleans it, like so, yeah like, like just any big city is going yeah. to be tough because there's people there yeah there's hundreds of people there that are trying to do the same thing as you you yeah, just have yeah. to be the best that you're gonna be and if anyone's ever driven through Ellington it is like farm town central like you it, cannot picture it smells not good the smell yeah. is not good at all not i'll tell good. you that the, the, the you, nickname you, is smellington actually. you know there's cows when you drive through there oh it's yeah. it's a farm town so yeah. it's yeah no so me doing music was definitely something totally out of the box i mean zach had started his career uh we both went to high school together he started his a year before so he was really the first to do it. And honestly, that also kind of inspired me to be like, all right, people are actually doing this. Maybe I could actually like it's, do it. It could be a real thing. Yeah. And you and Zach are kind of similar. You both went to college for like a year. Well, he, he's, he actually, this is, a, he's going to be a, he would have been a junior now, but I don't believe he's going this year. Okay. But you guys both played sports in college too. Yep. So you, me and Phoenix played football together, yep. uh, Mass Maritime. Um, we played together for a year. He's obviously not coming back this year at least, maybe in the future. Uh, Possibly. Buddy Zach played uh, soccer at Eastern. Yeah, and at a pretty high level. He was good. Yeah, so, I mean, like, there's stuff that you definitely gave up. Uh, playing football, being at school, like, there's stuff you guys gave up. But ultimately, like, you, you looked at it, like, the bigger picture. Like, I can do more with this, maybe. like Or, or like, you don't want to get stuck. Just, like get your degree and just get right into a job. Yeah. You want to give yourself the time to develop and see if this is an actual route. You, yeah. And you still have the opportunity where you can go back to college eventually. Yeah. And you know, there's more to life than just going to school and like all, all of us pretending to be like a bunch of robots and just go to school and get a degree and get a job. Like it's, I feel like it's kind of foolish to ask a kid in high school who's 17, 18 and ask them what they want to do for the rest of their life. Like when I was That's in high tough. school, I was at, the, the spot in my mental and my psyche that I wanted to go to school, mass maritime, engineering degree, make good money. And then um, COVID happened. And then I kind of reevaluated like everyone's, I feel like everyone's mental changed during COVID, yeah. like during lockdown. And I was like, and I was starting writing music again. And I've been writing music for three years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just like, kind of flipped the switch. And I was like, okay, like I'm, this is like me writing music is inspiring myself to just write more music. And, like, hearing, like, melodies and, like, thinking of lyrics, like, just in the car driving or just taking a shower, watering plants, like, Mm -hmm. that never went away ever. Like, that was always part of, like, my day-to-day routine. So, now being able to focus on all that stuff 
I think it's like helped me mentally. Like I'm, I'm the happiest I've ever been right now just because I'm doing what I want to do. That's great. Yeah. And like, this is like, like when I got accepted the Mass Maritime and I got what was an admirable scholarship. I was like, I was hyped. Like I was like, I thought I was super happy then, but like compared to now, I'm like, well, I didn't even know if Mass Maritime was like the right place for me. Like I had never gone there. Like mm-hmm. I never had a military style anything. Like yeah like homework was optional in in high school for right, me like right. you know i had study halls and i could do whatever the hell i wanted and yeah it's definitely a big change yeah and i i liked the regiment but at the same time like i didn't really know what i was getting into and like i'm not saying like i didn't like mass maritime like i loved my experience there travel around the world but like where i am right now like my happiness level is just way above anything i could achieve right now at mass maritime and like that's something that could change like maybe someday like i won't be inspired by music like i don't see that happening but you know everyone everyone's mind state changes right definitely now you talked about you um you have been writing music for a long time for a while um were you ever like in the band or chorus in high school yeah. Okay, I didn't know. I mean, some yeah. <laughs> kids some kids are into music but never join like the band or chorus or stuff of that nature. Yeah. They just, or like even theater. They never think to join stuff like that. They just are they're like yeah. that's lame. I want to do this on my own. Well, theater kind of scared me a bit. Like I had, okay. I've been in I've been in a one one musical in my entire life. Okay. And I hated it. Like What what musical was it? It was Annie. Were you Annie or no? Like, I was not you, Annie. I, so I was actually original. This is my first ever role in anything, and I was. What actually, grade were you? Your senior? No, I was a sophomore. Okay. And my mom actually went behind my back and signed me up for community theater without telling me. That's brutal. And then That's she was brutal. like, "By the way, you have a practice tonight for Annie at the community I lo- I, theater." I love my mom, but if she did that, yeah, we would have been fighting. There I'm not gonna lie, I was really pissed. You know, I was really pissed. Now, I, was that through the school? Community no, it was through the town. So oh, I was with a bunch even... of like little kids and like old oh, adults. That's... Like, it's I... not even like you're with your butt. Like no, when people I didn't like know. from school, like you may be, may have a class with. Where yeah, it's, like, like and you I can knew... mess around with them. It's and I knew a couple kids just from being in vocal ensemble, but it was awful. <laughs> and not this gets worse. I was actually casted for Drake, which if anyone who like I've never seen Annie. Yeah, if anyone was... who's familiar with Annie, Drake is like probably the leading guy role okay uh, aside well annie's not a guy but like the leading role aside from annie and yep. maybe daddy warbucks or whatever they're pretty much like the second or the the second or yeah. third biggest character in the play yeah and not only was i assigned to him i was casted as drake i was also casted as burt healy who is like the radio host okay and i was on vacation i was i was you know <laughs> did you look it up brett you, you looked it up you looked it up <laughs> Yeah, oh, no, it boy. was it was no, bad. Who is Drake? Like who? who Drake is the butler. butler. Yeah, he's the. Oh really? Yeah, okay. he's so like Daddy the Warbucks adopts Andy, Andy, right? Yeah. Oh wow, that's brutal. Did you yeah. have to wear like the whole the whole getup too? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I was supposed to be learning my lines, and I was on vacation. And I was like, hell no, I am not yeah. memorizing lines. I'm trying to chill on the beach. Like I am not doing this. So they recasted me. I was just playing Bert Healy, and they gave. 
So you had to do like your good old your fake like radio voice. Oh, like, I was good. I was pretty. That. I'm not gonna lie. Like not trying to blow smoke, blow smoke up my own ass or anything, but like I was I was pretty. I was feeling that role. Yeah. How many lines do you have? Like talking. I had, <laughs> I had uh, maybe about like probably like between ten and twenty lines. That's not bad. I it mean, was that's... a while. I can't really remember, but most of it was either I had I had a song. That Ooh. was like I I had a, pretty much I had a solo and like some background singers and stuff. Oh wow! Yeah, and uh, yeah, that was I mean I that was actually my favorite part of the whole thing. I hated the I mean I didn't hate the acting, but it was just like I had associated the acting with like my mom just going behind my back and signing me up. You were just something. pissed. You were still just like holding. Yeah, the I was just so it. resentful about it. So I like even if I did like it, which honestly like. Sometimes I'm like, well, I like, probably could have been good at theater, like if mm. I really tried in high school, but like, well, I was just so pissed at my mom that I almost didn't want to like it. So I was just like, what's well, up too? She signed you up, like, yeah. not even for just like a lamplighters at your school. It's like community theater. So like, like I said, you don't know anybody. Yeah, and it, this was the first practice. I have a feeling there was probably nobody your age doing it. Maybe one or two people. There are, no, there are some kids from the high, a lot of kids from the high school actually. I just didn't. Oh really? I just didn't talk to a lot of the theater kids at my school. Right. Um, I mean, a couple of them were in I mean, vocal you, ensemble. Well, I was when you have like a hundred kids in your high school, I hope you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All ninety, you guys. Yeah. Hey, one hundred ninety nine was my graduating class. That's brutal. But um, yeah, no, it was it was kind of and it w- sucked even more because my very first practice, like when my mom told me about this, I was we had like a getting out of school, like it was like the end of school, and I was going to my ex girlfriend's house at the time, mm-hmm. and. My mom was like, oh, don't forget your theater practice later. And I had to leave early, and they were doing, like, sparklers and swimming in the pool. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and not and that same day, I got wicked sunburned, so I go to my first theater rehearsal. Like, just lobster red. Oh, my. It was, it's the worst sunburn I've ever had, like, to this day. I've never had a worse sunburn. And I couldn't move, and I was miserable, and I was at theater, and I didn't want to be at theater, and I was just pissed at my mom. It was just, it was bad. Now, you also did, like, Mr. Ellington, right? Yeah, I did Mr. EHS. How yeah. was that? So, we didn't oh. have we didn't have that at Enfield, which kind of disappointing, because, like, I saw, like, yeah. other schools did it, like, what's his name, Dyer won his Dyer, in yeah, Dyer. I saw Kids that. Kids a stud for doing that, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I did Mr. EHS. I, uh, so, basically, how it worked was we had, like, a whole opening dance sequence. Okay. That was fun. So, now, you had to do, like, three or four different talents, right? Like, well, yeah, kind of. So the way it worked, we had an opening dance. Then we did like our beach, like swimsuit, whatever you want to say. And they're like beach themed like skits. Yep. So naturally, I incorporated music in it, and I did a R and B remix of Baby Shark. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I got my uh, my friends Joey and Nick Sivo to uh, to be my fellow. I think they were Mommy Shark and Daddy Shark, and I was Jesus. Baby Shark. We did a whole remix. I would that was fun. We I literally taught him a dance like that week. That's um, pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty. Yeah, and then we had uh, what was it? Then we had the talent portion, and I sang. So, okay, so you sang for your talent portion. Yeah, too. I sang, and I was Mister Football, so I didn't know if people knew I could kind of sing or if people were like, I they knew I was like in vocal ensemble, mm-hmm. but. I sang a mashup of Ain't No Sunshine by Bill Withers. Okay, great song. Yeah, and uh, Shallow, Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. 
<laughs> Where did you one, come up with that mash? I don't like, know. I was I was playing around uh, with my buddy Joe. With, he was on his guitar. Yeah. And uh, we were just kind of jamming, and he was like, "I was like, could you make this transition work?" And he made it work. And uh, I actually invited uh, my uh, teacher at the time uh, on stage, and I serenaded her to shallow. <laughs> yeah. So that was. Uh, That's pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was it was honestly like one of the most probably. One of, if not the most fun experience I had in high school. Yeah, it looked like a good time. It looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so that pretty much is going to wrap up the interview with Phoenix. Um, Watch Hill is currently streaming on yes. all streaming platforms, right? Yeah, all uh, streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, whatever you want to listen. And literally anything, like Tidal, if you listen to Tidal. Uh, Hibiscus is dropping this Friday on the 30th. It's going to be, again, on all platforms. That's talking at midnight. Yeah, midnight, okay, midnight cool, Thursday. Cool. So, uh, check that out. Um, my Instagram is phoenixjack underscore um, on Spotify. I'm Phoenix Jack. That's my artist name. Um, and yeah, please check it out if you want. You don't have to. I'm not making you, but um, if you want to support a local artist, um, do it. I strongly would uh, encourage you to. Obviously, check, check him out. He, yeah, he's up next. He's the real deal. Honestly, I appreciate it. Yeah, and um. And I'm not just saying that because he's paying me too. I'm, just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not paying him, I promise. But uh, yeah, no, it was, I, I was super happy you invited me on the show. And yeah, definitely first episode felt pretty good, Brett. What do you think? Sounded great. Sounded great? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Brett's got a little work to do for it, but... Uh, yeah, a little, um, bit, a little bit of missteps here. Yeah. We try not to get canceled on the first episode, right? Yeah, that's the, big, that's the biggest portion. <laughs> um, but thanks for tuning into The Office, guys. Uh. My name's Andrew Diaz. I want to say thank you to Phoenix Jack for coming on. No problem. Thank, thank you, you to my producer, Brett, who he does all our behind-the-scenes work. He's he, he's like doing 50% of all this, 50% of all like the work, probably 75% of the work. That's why it's so hard to find Andy. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah, Brett, uh, Brett showed uh, my buddy Diaz, Andrew, here that uh, all the stuff about Andy, it's, it's cringy. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but Brett, not my proudest moment. Brett, Brett's the oil that greases the gears. He he's been getting it going. Last night we're trying to figure out how to work the microphones, and he's he's sitting on the ground on his computer trying to figure out downloading new software. So shout out Brett for getting everything together. He's the man. Um, but thanks for thanks for listening to the office. Um, this episode should be dropping uh, Monday night. Monday night. Um, you can find it on Spotify, uh, Apple, Stitcher, any other podcasting uh, platforms. But other than that, uh, follow the Instagram page at my parents' office. Follow the Twitter account at my parents' office. And thanks for listening to the office. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks.